1: So the first discussion item is the agenda action item. Yeah, this is, I know we've got, we've got a few things on the agenda um, that are not necessarily um, direct. I'm, I'm sorry, we have a few things on the regular agenda that are not necessarily also on the study session agenda. So I just want to make sure there was an opportunity to discuss um, any action items from the regular agenda on the on the study session tonight if anyone had comments okay anyone have any comments or questions on any action item oh. Oh. Um. Okay, um, if there's none to the infrastructure, excuse me, infrastructure study group. All right.
2: I'll let you take the the lead on introducing the Okay. So I'll,
1: I'll introduce
2: this and uh, so what we have tonight is the, the road recommendation from the study group just as a way a little background for, for people who are watching for newer council people. Back in July of 2020, the infrastructure study group recommended the road improvement plan to council. Uh, council adopted the plan again, and provided provided the uh, voters for with the two almost two to one live uh, the plan itself calls for the study group to make the road recommendations uh to council for each construction season so in 2021 and 2022 uh the, the recommendations have already been made and approved and so tonight we have the uh 2023 recommendations plus a couple of updates to 2022 um, so our, our engineering team is pretty much done with, i think with 2022 and we'll ready to start uh, the engineering for 2023 uh once once the roads are approved um, as far as the process goes, in terms of how the roads were selected uh, to eliminate any kind of bias, um, the initial road recommendation, road recommendation is, is made by the city engineer and the project manager, uh, not the community members, and we do that so that it's unbiased because the, um, the engineers are not aware of any city politics, they don't know where Committee members or council members reside. They don't know, you know what the resident issues are and, and so forth. So they base their selection solely on objective criteria like pager ratings, which, for those of you who don't know what pager ratings are, those visual inspection of the road. Um, core sampling. Uh, so we did two years ago, we did a uh, core sampling project where on pretty much every block in the city, we took two with 24 inches, 36 inches, and three So 30, 36 inch feet core samples. And essentially, Without getting too technical, and I don't know how technical I can get, but um, it allows the, the engineers to see what's underneath the road without ripping up the road. Um, and so they can use that uh, to help uh, determine the quality of the roads and whether or not they need to be redone. And then they look at other factors, um, which includes things like prior, prior paving history of the roads, the parking mitigation plans, other infrastructure work that might be simultaneously going on. Uh, lowering costs and, and minimizing disruption. And so the recommendation itself that you have in front of you for, for 2023, um, I don't, it's 2.85 miles of road. Um, I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, I don't believe we made any changes to the initial recommendations <laughs> that you guys made.
0: No.
2: Okay, so so it was pretty much so we took the recommendation to the engineers and all the work that's being done uh, that's being proposed for 2023 is all resurfacing work. So in 2022, we're doing all of the, the major reconstruction and major rehabilitation. In 2023, it's all the, for, on a relative, relative scale, more simple um, uh, resurfacing, which is where we mill off the top three inches of the existing roadway and replace it with three and a half inches of, of, of new asphalt. Um, and as I said, we also had uh, two, rep, two update recommendations for, for 2022. Um, as I noted, 2022 was already approved. Um, and that, uh, the 20, that next summer's construction season is, is focusing on the 1A full, full reconstruction and the 1B rehabilitation, which again is the, the more intensive types of, of, of construction. And we group those together for economies of scale, um, increased production, decreased mobilization, and so forth. Uh, And so one road, which was uh, Bloomfield from 11 Mile to Cambridge, uh, was a road that we had intended on on doing. We didn't realize that we didn't put it in the 2022 construction season. We had left it for 2023 and 2023 of all resurfacing. This requires uh, uh, full rehabilitation. So we're proposing to update the 2022 road recommendations with Bloomfield from 11 Mile to Cambridge, which is in pretty bad shape. And then um, the Approved um, uh, uh, road recommendation initial road recommendation plan also included uh, a very small amount of of gravel road. We had initially intended to include that as part of the 2023 recommendations, but our engineer reminded us that uh, the gravel roads require uh, more intensive reconstruction relative to resurfacing, so that really needs to happen in 2022. So it includes the committee recommendation for the gravel road, which we chose
3: metal Road. So that's the overview. I'm sure there's a lot of questions and discussion.
0: So I will stop on. have
1: any uh, questions, any discussion around the infrastructure study group uh, recommendation? Wherever you would like to start. Oh, can you not, not okay. Okay. Um, 11 to Cambridge. So that estimate wasn't in 2021's budget. That was part, should have been in the 2021 budget. Since you missed it, Bloomfield with 11 mile to Cambridge. What happened to that?
4: It's not in the, it's not in a budget. So
1: we haven't paid for it yet.
4: No,
5: no. Okay. Sorry. And what was the
1: cost of that? Uh,
5: that's Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. Approximately eighty thousand dollars, but I'm two blocks. Okay, and the trucks
1: that you're bringing in that's the only project you're needed for. The additional work you're talking about taking it this is one that you said takes. Additional work where you have to bring it down to the gravel,
5: yes. Is that the only one? In no, the next? no, they're all like that in 2022. Okay. okay, so this
1: is adding to the ones in 2022. Right? Right. That's why we moved mm-hmm. it from
3: 2023
1: to 2022. So it would be with like construction. Some light construction okay, and then I have another question. I think I heard you said you had a unanimous agreement on doing these roads, and I don't see a signature from Mike Griffin. Yeah,
2: so it was unanimous on council. <laughs> Council, in, in yeah, was from
1: Council last year
2: in, in 20, July of 2020, when we made the initial recommendation to council, put
6: it on the ballot. Okay,
1: and then uh, the Meadowbrook Paving is this the first road in the city of Lakeshore Village that's a gravel road that taxpayers will be paying for putting the bill for? Have we ever done this before? Or are we setting a precedent? Probably,
2: and I'm not I've by it.
5: For 20 years, yeah. Probably. There was one travel road table, which
1: they And was it at taxpayer expense or was it at the uh, both? It was it estimated to
5: be 50 50. 50 50. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what you said residents did pay for the third uh, row. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's typically, I've been here 60 years, and that's typically how it's done, it's a special ass- assessment for the uh, property owners that live on the ground. It's never, yeah, I The only it. one I've ever done in 20 years out here, so. Okay. Yeah. I did reach out to a friend and client that worked for, we've got a new name, it was Oakland County Road Commission. And she said it's standard even for Oakland County that uh, taxpayers can live on the gravel roads and the dirt roads are responsible for paying for it. She's never heard that taxpayers within the community are responsible. I, mean, for I would for say it. that's typical of the
5: road commission board. Okay. Uh, the dirt gravel road people are either by a special assessment. That's what she said.
1: If I, if I may, I do know, I um, you know in Farmington Hills a couple of years ago, they also passed a, they passed a, a local road millage. I don't know all of the details, but they did pass a local road millage. They had, they have somewhere in the range of approximately 30 miles of gravel road. Um, and that millage allowed the city to initiate paving those gravel roads without having to um, have residents go through the SAD process. I mean, the SAD process is still available to them, but they are. that's one community I know that they the City is initiating the paving of the gravel roads with no expense, additional expenses, which, which is two exactly. to three people on that road. Well, I, I drove down that road, there's only three residents on it, and I drove through the neighborhood. There's 11 other blocks with at least 40 other residents on dirt roads. And I'm wondering why we picked one road out of 40.
2: I, I can just, I,
1: can I, 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 I just wanted to share the, no, the, the I, information I, I had about that. Setting other the precedent, how are we going to handle the additional roads for the oh. other people who live on it?
2: We're not we're not paving all the paved roads that require paving. We've got two. We're doing two miles of four eligible miles of of full reconstruction. Half of those people are not going to get the roads paved. But to your your question, what you brought up, Susan, and I can answer your question in terms of why we picked that road. Um, That's exactly what we did here. Is is the millage? I mean, um, the.
1: Is that if we're going to pay dirt roads? 100%. No. Will you place no. okay. I, 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 I will. It was. Hey, see I, see Hello, I everyone. Hello. Hello. No, I, I just want to know if it's there, um, I want to see you. we all just be kind of forzo in when people I know, but but you can, but just not interrupting each other. Just to be forzo to each other and be polite I'm not. I just want to see it because I can't make a decision if I don't see it. OK. I'm just asking this. Yes,
2: okay. thank you. So to, to, I'll get to your second question in a minute. So we did the exact same thing that, that they did in the Department So we put together a road, a road proposal to council. Council voted to implement that proposal provided that the residents approved. We put that ballot, we put that on the ballot question. The whole, the whole proposal, every single detail of what was in that proposal, that proposal was not put on the ballot. The ballot was a millage village to raise $5.845 million. That's the exact number in the proposal that was put together. That's how we came up with that number because there was $5.845 million of expenses. We're not doing any concrete roads. The reason why we're not doing any concrete roads is because it's in the plan that was put forth by council. Um, you know, we're, we're, there were only 11 miles of roads that were eligible under this proposal. It's because there were only 11 miles that were in that plan that were, were eligible. We're doing 2.6 miles of full reconstruction out of the four, uh, out of four miles that are eligible. The reason why we're, we're doing that is because it was in the plan. We're doing 0.6 miles of rehab out of one mile. The reason why we're doing that is it's in the plan. The plan also shows 0.2 miles of, of gravel road out of the 1.7 will, will be done. Every single resident received this card in the mail. That shows, that shows the address where they can find out exactly what we were going to do if this $5.845 million proposal was passed. Not only did they get it from this card, which sends them the website, and you can go to the website right now, the website is right up there. It talks exactly what we're gonna, what we're gonna do when we followed it to the letter, including .2 miles of gravel road. In addition, all the residents got the same information on their water bill five times before the election. There were town halls. It was all in the plan. We've been following the plan. I mean the, our city engineer can testify and uh, testify or uh, confirm uh, that we're we're following the plan as 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 it was as it was written. Okay,
1: yeah. Is the chat not working? Did we disable the chat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure. up. I think a public comment. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. So, okay. Go ahead.
4: so that, that plan,
2: that plan has been followed mm-hmm. to the letter. So yes, I mean in, in, in your in answer to your exact question, Bob, the 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 did it say anything about dirt roads on the ballot, on the ballot language? No, but it didn't say anything about all the other things that we're doing too. So I mean the, there was a lot of discussion about, about listening to the to the voters. And this is what the voters said. The voters were educated on this this, this proposal, and they voted to almost two to one to move forward with this proposal, which included gravel roads. Now in your second question. Your second question about why the particular gravel road was chosen. So in, in the 2019 proposal, which, which failed, um, there was a lot of debate back and forth at the town halls about gravel roads and, and whether or not we should be doing them. Um, there were some uh, residents, actually quite a few residents from more of the interior roads like Rackham and what is Woodwork Way and so forth you know, who who felt that they were the only ones that used the road and and that we shouldn't be doing the the gravel road. Now, obviously that proposal was defeated. When we started our discussions in 2020, for the the next proposal, the one that was eventually adopted, we had a lot of discussion about gravel roads. Um, It was suggested by a resident that instead of doing the interior gravel roads, that we do Gravel roads that are more main roads, ones that are main ingress, egress, uh roads to the to the, the, the city, the subdivision. That that eliminated us or that brought us down to two roads, which was Eldorado and Meadowbrook. We, have, we the final draft of the of the proposal that we gave to council um, had a half a mile of gravel road paving. It had both Eldorado and Meadowbrook one of our committee members who was dead set against doing any gravel road um, asked us if we would be willing to reduce the amount of gravel road that we were doing in order to increase the amount of asphalt road the rest of the committee wanted the the recommendation to be unanimous so we agreed and we then decided to try to decide which road that we were going to uh, remove from the half mile basically the two roads that we had we had in the the final draft, el dorado has a price tag of $1.2 million per mile of construction. And it's longer than Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook is shorter and has a price tag of $800,000 per mile. So it's a much cheaper um, road. And his request was to reduce the amount of dollars that we were using on gravel roads as much as possible. So we pulled Eldorado off the list. We also suspected that. Um, uh, Meadowbrook was much more heavily used, which we later confirmed. And then um, uh, you had another question, Barb. Uh, oh, did
1: we, did we do a test on all the gravel roads? We know how many of the roads were tested for theft.
2: No, the we only we only tested the two that we were considering for- only for roads. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was another question I was getting in for, but I forgot what And it was. then
1: 800,000 1.2 million. How many lives on the- Oh, road? that was a question. Yes, yeah. one road is eight hundred thousand. The one you proposed to do, and that has three residents. The other one is one point two mil. That's only four hundred thousand additional, right? Mm-hmm. The map and there's my how many residents live on that road? I think there's about
6: nineteen point something like that. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, and so and so so that, that brings us to another point, which is another um, another reason why the committee. Shows Meadowbrook over El Dorado was exactly that with the number of homes because uh, Meadowbrook yeah. has three homes on that. And if, if if an SAD process were to ever take place, those residents would have to pay about $60,000 roughly a piece in order to get that stretch of road to be paved, which would essentially be them paving that road for everybody else who uses it. So they would be by far the minority of the people that use it. And uh, El Dorado, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. Didn't they at one point request a quote for for uh, paving the road yes. many years ago? Yeah. yeah. And so they have a much more reasonable chance. Should they in the future want to pave that road, you know, they've got 20 people to you know take 220,000 roughly dollars out of you know to pave that road and split. So it's a it's a much more Feasible project than having three residents pay that road, and the fact that the um, you know, there are, like you said, there are only three residents on that road, so they're not the ones who are using that road, and that road is used two to three times more than Eldorado. So, those those were factors also on the committee as to why they chose that road instead of okay. And so, another
1: question there's a lot of driveways um, that jump onto that road.
4: Why couldn't those people be assessed for it? Because
1: maybe Scott could answer that. If, you're, if your driveway is on that road, why aren't you assessed for part of it? You're coming and going on the road off the driveway, right?
5: Well, you would you'd be assessing three residents, I believe. Well, well, I but know. I'm saying
1: there's multiple driveways on that road. There's three residents whose houses face the road, but there's at least one, two, I think I counted three that's or four, four driveways. Why that's, wouldn't they have to be assessed for that?
2: Scott Baker, isn't, isn't it? They have to be the address has to be the Yeah, car. I mean, there's different ways you could, I mean, you could, Assess it on a square footage basis if they have frontage on the roadway. That's
3: one way to do it typically and within practice around with uh the digit callers to buy as a fire So it it could be, I don't know how many again I don't know how many properties whether if they got running, you could start based on five of uh groups, but there's not three more, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I've got three or four.
1: Any other questions? Not, I have some comments. When are we going to let um, the public comment, like the section on the, there, not during the discussion? For the, for the study session, it's right there, at number four for public comment. OK, in fact, in the past, we've let people talk. Um, anyway, um, I have expressed concerns about the infrastructure committee multiple times since it was formed almost three years ago. The committee was formed by the Lake Village City Council in 2019. Mr. Cantor was appointed as chair and Laker Village residents, Joe Arnold Robinson, Hugo Cardenas, Mike Keenan and Greg Gugelow were appointed as committee members. In July of 2019, this five member committee recommended the $21,300,000 Street Improvement Bond Proposal to fund street repairs in Laker Village. That recommendation was signed by all of the committee members including Bruce Cantor, who signed the recommendation as Bruce Cantor, Mayor Pro Tem, City Council, including uh, Bruce Cantor, Mayor Pro Tem, who also seconded the motion, approved the recommendation July 22nd, 2019, and the proposal was put on the November 5th ballot for Lacer Village residents to vote on. It was defeated by almost 65% of those that voted, and I'm proud to say that I was part of the vote no group. After that proposal failed, based on feedback from the vote no group, I presented some recommendations to the Village City Council in January of 2020. We recommended that a new committee should be formed expanding the number of members. Committee members should include newer residents, longtime residents, yes voters, no voters. A non-city council member resident should be appointed as the chair. There were no checks and balances in place with Bruce Cantor serving as chair while at the same time serving as mayor pro tem and also as a voting liaison on the planning commission. We thought that town halls should be held prior to the development of a ballot proposal and that the committee should take a holistic view of all of the city's infrastructure needs and develop a plan to prioritize and address those needs. Those recommendations were disregarded and the second recommendation was presented in April of 2020 proposing a $5,845,000 road millage. This recommendation was signed by Bruce Cantor, committee chair and mayor pro tem, Joe Robinson, Hugo Cardenas, Mike Keenan, and Mike Griffin. Instead of Greg Rubelow, he had replaced him. The millage was placed on the November third, 2020 ballot, and it was approved. Right after the second road millage passed, the infrastructure committee began working on a recommendation for a capital improvement bond for the water system. I was told multiple times during the road millage campaign that our water system needs were funded, I was quite surprised when the committee came up with a recommendation to spend $7,115,000 and issue a bond in the amount of $5,380,000. They had been advised to recommend the largest amount that can be politically tolerated. And this led to an increase in our water bills of 22% per month. The recommendation was signed by Bruce Cantor, committee chair and mayor pro tem, Joe Robinson, Hugo Cardenas, and Mike Keenan. Mike Griffin did not sign this recommendation. <clears throat> I launched a petition campaign to put the bond on the ballot, but the campaign was unsuccessful. City council approved the recommendations, and the bond went into effect the summer of 2021. Fast forward to December of 2021, the infrastructure committee is recommending the 2023 road project, as well as in addition to the 2022 road project schedule, I attended the December 15th, 2021 meeting, and I couldn't believe what transpired. There was an agenda with a welcome and overview, talked about the water loss update, federal road grant applications, and then the recommendation for the street plan. Members who residents who attended the meeting asked for copies of the recommendation. We got that. We asked questions, Um, people were disputing, what was being said? Um, and all of a sudden, things were moved to uh, a resident who presented a proposal about sidewalks. And then the meeting was adjourned. Um, there wasn't any vote at the meeting. There wasn't any signing of the recommendation at the meeting. Uh, I was shocked when I saw Bruce Cancer talking to Joe Robinson, and then she signed something. Next, I watched Hugo Cardenas sign something and then shake hands with Bruce. When I asked Bruce if the committee members had just signed the recommendation, he said yes. I was appalled that he hadn't done it publicly. He said they didn't have to do things in public because they weren't an elected body. Now we have the recommendation before us. Again, signed by Bruce Cantor, committee chair and mayor pro tem, Joe Robinson, Hugo Cardenas, and Mike Keenan. Mike Griffin, again, did not agree to sign. This isn't okay, perhaps it isn't illegal for the committee to conduct their business in private and keep no record of their meetings, but it is unethical. This group of people led by the mayor pro tem has made recommendations to collect and spend $15,090,000 without oversight, without transparency, without resident input, and without having to follow the Open Meetings Act. I am not comfortable about this and I think this committee needs to be disbanded. Um, thank you for sharing. Was that was there a question or anything? Was that just question your thoughts? No. Yeah. yeah, it's all questionable. Okay. Can you, can you pose it as a question? So maybe Bruce can. can no, it? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear what Bruce has to or say about it. Scott, Scott, yeah. ring. hold on. No, it's second. okay. I mean, I know how it, how it works. I saw the recommendation. I believe there might be other people coming to address the situation. Um, Even in the Town, we've already got 2022 reconstruction, uh, planned gravel roads Um, on the proposal. It's already marked as approved. So, you know, I think that's um, pretty confident considering it hasn't really come before us yet. I'm just asking. if there? Is there do, you, do you want to have a discussion? I know that that was a concern about having discussion. Do you want to discuss something now before we move on to um, item C? So that's what I mean. Yes, I have a couple questions. Okay. So is this a? Uh, are all of these commissions? None of them are open meetings or have to have oversight or, or minutes or nothing. Which no under, all any Which like committee? all these other committees that I mean, obviously we have to do it. But when we have all these subcommissions and committees, none of these have minutes and meetings and oversight. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't aware of planning. Well, commission,
2: no. Yeah, say planning. that's a chartered body. Yeah, yeah. so th- the subcommittees typically there are not, there should not be a quorum of council members. So if there's two council members, there shouldn't be a third one that shows up at the subcommittee meetings. Because if they are, then that is potentially, uh, that will that not only potentially, but that would be a violation of the Open Meetings Act because. That discussion or deliberation during that subcommittee meeting ultimately would be something that City Council is going to be deciding body on. So the subcommittees typically have agendas. They do typically keep minutes and notes from those meetings, but they're not. Uh, there's no requirement that they be uh, approved by City Council because it is a subcommittee. It's not a voting body. It's a recommending body. So the recommendation coming forth from that subcommittee always would is going to be subject to the, the decision and discretion of city council.
1: So how would residents or myself, other than reaching out to somebody on the committee, find minutes or anything or when they're running the meetings or how do we find the follow-up on these meetings? That take place?
2: The meetings are usually recorded. The last meeting was not recorded. I don't know why, Um it might've had to do something with the transition Cheryl usually takes care of that. But in terms of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna go through all all point by point, but I am going to make a couple of comments. Um, first of all, that in terms of of your, your initial recommend or your recommendations, you know, after the 2019 defeat of the, the Millers, we 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 did put Michael Griffin on there. Um, that was because
1: switched know, out for Greg Ruvolo. Correct, we put him on back there because we knew, so we knew he was
2: back. somebody who was against the 2019 proposal, and we knew he would provide But Michael did a Fantastic job, Scott can can me up on that. He, he had a large footprint on the on you know the proposal the recommendations that we've made. Um, and then just two points that I, I can't not address. First of all, uh, in the in the uh, infrastructure study group meetings, uh, I hold those meetings as, uh, as with the public as a part of as a of part of the committee. Every single person who is in that room. Got to talk whenever they wanted. We didn't, I didn't keep it as a public comment, you know, just like we do in, in regular meetings because it's a study group and we wanted that input. Now, as far as there were two things that were just egregiously wrong in this coherent statement. Um, first off, uh, all, the re- all the committee members were polled in that meeting. I went around at the end of the meeting and I said, um, the recommendation, does anybody have any changes to the recommendation or is everybody fine with it? I said, Hugo, Joe, and they, they all shook their heads. And then I did not say that these meetings didn't have to be done uh, however you said it. What I said, what I said was that the documents don't have to be signed in the meeting. We sign documents regularly as council, and that you know was always giving us documents to sign outside of the meeting. So even under the open meetings act, if I'm correct, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, documents don't have to be signed in a meeting. The, the people were voice poll. Oh, Everybody agreed. We got the signatures, and it becomes a public document because we all now have it, and all the residents can see it. It's on the website if anybody wants to see it. So there's no secrecy involved. In, okay. and, and as far as all the other points, I'm not going to go through them one by one. Okay, okay. it's minutes to the meeting.
1: I'm just curious.
4: Typically, hey, typically I'm what I've
2: what I what I've done in the past is is after the after the meeting, I have sent a, a summary email to the members of the. You know, again, again there's, no, there's no requirement or obligation to take minutes of a subcommittee meeting. Um, it's
1: so, it is, but we're talking about fifteen million ninety thousand dollars in recommendation here. This isn't something that should be done in a, a committee that only has to take notes if they want
2: to. The, the, the study group I, is, I, just, I, is just that it's a study group. Okay. If we make a
1: recommendation
2: to council, which you're now on. Yeah. And we have a, we've made a recommendation, so you have an opportunity to, to discuss discuss, to interrogate, to, to make suggestions on the recommendation that's, that's so on, the table. Be on the table.
1: We have um, to kind of go back to what Karen was saying. There are um, getting notice that there's a lot of people that have feedback for this particular um, subject. So, yes. do you want to? I can't see my I'm in my glasses I can't see. Oh hey. <laughs> you want to um actually you and Scott or you and Susie might have to change seats if you want to um provide yeah. feedback. And I think there were some other people that was in the other room that had feedback. Yes, yeah. it's gonna be like two minutes because we um you know we have to go on to the council meeting but it'll be two minutes, okay. Um uh Pam, Pam or Scott key. can you someone has to do the um two minutes.
0: Good afternoon, Council Um,
1: or uh, session group. Um, My name is Joe Robinson, and I sit on the infrastructure committee. Um, I was sitting in the other room and I was listening, and first off, I'd like to say um, I'm a hall
6: as at the attack, as at a
1: personal attack, that anything you say that we're doing is fraudulent, that's a personal affront, and it's rude and it's unwarranted. Secondly, I'd like to say, since this committee, um, since its inception, the most participation we receive. Are the five people that showed up on December 15th? This committee has been in place since 2019. You had every opportunity to come to every meeting and provide every bit of feedback that you could, but you didn't. Okay, more. But now, one time. And so it takes more than one meeting to put in place the proposals that we set forth. So I'm just here to say everything that we've done has been by the book, it's been above board, and for you to implicate or or indicate that we've done anything that's fraudulent, I'm not not going to stand for that because I am the chief financial officer for the city of Detroit ARPA agency. I cannot have someone calling me uh, a, a crook. Basically, you are saying. no, I did not say that. And no, I apologize. that's what you imply. No, I apologize if that's how it came across. I just wasn't saying you that you were lie. the, and, and, the, the fact, and the issue like, I have is with with the chair. I I I would I you appreciate your, your your dedication. I'm sorry. You set aside your personal differences that you have with this council member. I don't have personal differences. Okay. okay. Clearly, thank you, Joe, for um coming
3: in. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the hallway here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott,
6: can you put your alarm on? So, yes. Yeah, Loud. Wow. You.
1: Good evening. Don't, don't start until they can get the time started for you. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. Tell me when you're ready. Um, go hi. Um, good evening. My name is Nikki Morton. I am a Laker Phillips resident that voted in favor of the roads and infrastructure proposal, primarily because it included funds to pay the roads. I live on the corner of Sunnybrook and Meadowbrook, directly behind Chase Bank, and I am one of the three residents that are directly impacted by what I would consider one of the worst portions of unpaid roads. Almost 10 years ago, when I purchased my home, my realtor saw the potential in the home and like myself found an immediate appeal to the community. However, in her wisdom, she warned me that the charm of the unpaid road left unattended will become burdensome and unappealing. She could not have been more accurate in her forecast. My personal experience over the past three years has been exhausting. I watched the fences as drivers literally drive on my lawn, dodging potholes of all sizes that cover the entire road. There is nowhere left to go but on the lawns, which are disappearing right before my eyes. The size of the potholes have grown over time, and so has the gravel used to fill them. As drivers pass, I am faced with large rocks being catapulted in my yard or at cars that are parked in my driveway. The dust, debris, the mud, and noise caused by the rocks is at times unbearable and honestly embarrassing. While hosting outdoors, I appreciate you taking the time to hear my personal experiences and I would hope that you would consider them. However, my personal experience is mine and we can't let our personal experiences speak for everyone. So, in this case, I implore you to put any personal beliefs and opinions aside and allow democracy to prevail, in that the citizens have spoken loud and clear. So you have a civic duty to honor the voice of the city. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Yes, the question. Why are the dirt roads unattended? Yeah. I was just, just going to ask, That's why, the why are they unattended? Who's responsible for attending the dirt roads? The CCS that um, takes care of the dirt roads. Um, they, they put in um, gravel and they grade them. But when it's wintertime, it's a little harder to grade because you can't use the gray at elbow when yeah, it's frozen. Mm-hmm. You know, that sound like it was more in the fall or the summer. I don't think she's referring to recent, because it's an ongoing town for her. That's well, the we, we have to you know, reach out to her and ask her. because so that would be the I
2: live, I live on a dirt road, and I can share. It's always really bad. <laughs> it Doesn't matter what time of year it is. So yeah, they, they grade it. It's just yeah. the way yeah. it is.
1: OK, so <laughs> then we're the staying on, on Tara. You ready? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Go ahead.
4: Uh, I would just want to address John Mike Griffin, as a member of the infrastructure committee or study group, I think that's referring to that now, but um, as you may notice, uh, on the infrastructure committee recommendation, I didn't sign the document. I didn't sign it because it was my opinion that uh, the chair of the committee his influence to include a project for which he could personally advantage himself, uh, namely to get the gravel road paid for his own benefit. When I joined the committee, I was initially struck by the influence the chair had, and by the lack of initial input by the rest of the committee that we seem to have. We were be presented with something usually at the meeting and we expected to agree with what was presented in a fairly short time frame. I was also struck by the fact that uh, the chair kept insisting on inclusion of gravel roads and then one in particular gravel road kept being included in the proposal. Um, I find the chair to be a pleasant person, but I think the influence over the committee and projects needs to be looked at by the council and the city management. Um, City's code of conduct states that um, each employee, official, or volunteer is required to conduct him or herself efficiently and in a man, professional manner at all times, and no employee shall, or official or volunteer of the city, shall use the public office or employment for private gain. Yeah, now no one on the committee except for the chair advocate for a particular project. And most of the part of the city, most for the most part, the city engineer selected the projects, although I wasn't always clear on the criteria. And outside of this, we presented over and over with one segment of gravel road, Metterbrook Rag, which is a recommendation that is of particular interest to the chair to uh, It never has made sense to me that gravel roads are to be included in the scope because, uh, as we've all said, you know, heard that um, they were not, uh, in this case, the chair, um, while the chair was advocating for them, I don't remember them being recommended by the engineer, and they were not expressly included in the bill's proposal. The precedent in the city has always been the residents of the gravel road paid for the first page And further, okay. there's been no clear criteria. Thank
1: you, Mr. Pardon. Good time, Thank you.
4: Okay. I would like to give you something though with the reason that I think that, that this particular road is being selected. Okay. Um, it'd be nice to have a full amount of time to speak since the rest of the team has the chair that we've we steered at every at every turn to this road, whether it was uh, Mr. Rick Williams to come and you know, send it. us a letter as to why he thought it would without knowing any relationship that he might have. But uh, I'll send you a letter with my full statement. Okay, and, thank, uh, you. Um, you, uh, thank
1: you. Thank yeah. you. Can you people speak up the next question or he can come in next? Yes. Um, should we speak, tell yeah. him he could finish up the next? Oh, he, yeah, he wanted to for two minutes, ma'am. Okay. Let her know in Thank you. Um, first of all, Mayor and I'd just like to extend my condolences to you on behalf of your son. Um, with that being said, um, I am the family of a resident on Meadowbrook and a neighbor. I was listening to her testimony, and there was question about the grading and the filling of the road. Yes, it was occurring on Mondays, right after trash or what have you would pick up. The problem is, as they fill them, they're freshly filled, cars fly past and those rocks kick up. It's dust. In the summertime, I'm sure you guys can open your windows and enjoy a nice breeze. We can. I'm sure you don't have to worry about pebbles and large rocks hitting, you know, your nice expensive cars and things like that. I'm sure you don't have to worry about that. We do. I was also a little perturbed because as i was setting listening to comments and as i'm hearing the dispute about the arrangements that's within the, the meeting whether or not the minute should be done whether or not they should unfortunately this is not the, the place for that those should be standards that set up before the committees even form whether you guys have to go in council or what whatever that needs to be done and once the once the protocol is set up, the dollar amount that we're dealing with, it wouldn't matter as long as the requirements are being met. Unfortunately, some of the committees do deal with large dollar, but if you guys are the ones that determine no meeting minutes need to be kept, then we can't then go back and penalize that very same committee because we disagree with whatever is being disposed of. So um, with that being said, it is unfair to think that three residents should have to pay for a road that is traveled by the whole sorry, township. Fine, I apologize. Um, thank you, as, um, Barb. Said if you want to come back during the meeting, the actual meeting that will be starting at seven, then you can continue there. Okay, and thank you. I appreciate meeting. it. Thank I'm sorry, you. Sorry, Mr. name. to If you want to give one, an oh. you. Oh, thank you. you Thank Oh, thank you. Hi, my name is Elaine Mantinen. For the microphone closer to your um 14. <laughs> okay. No messing up. Good? Yep. Yeah. Hi, my name is Elaine Mantinen. I'm here because I was one of the people who voted yes for the road millage. The uh, 63% of us voters did. Um, the information was widely available since July of 2020, well in advance of the vote that some of the money would be used to pay Breville roads. And 63% of the voting residents in approved that. So now we have two council people who apparently oppose that. One of whom potentially was unaware that that was included in the initial proposal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to spend time and money and resources relitigating something that voters already Decided on. And I feel that's very insulting and very disrespectful to say that a council person could subvert the role of the government.
0: And I think it's a waste of time and money. And I think it's the opposite of listening to residents when they're trying to take away what they voted for.
4: Thank you. Is there anybody else behind Jason? No. Okay, so we'll cut it. We'll try it one. Hi, Jason Hammond, 27590, California Drive Southeast. The website, 6LDRoads.com, which was created in 2019 and updated in 2020 to share information about the infrastructure plan, actually states on its uh, front page point two of the 1.7 miles of dirt roads will be addressed most likely by main ingress through through thoroughfare roads. There were four Zoom meetings advertised on that webpage during which uh, Mayor Pro cancer reviewed the plan and people had an opportunity to ask questions. In each of these meetings, the fact that .2 miles of dirt roads would be addressed what was in the plan was stated. Uh, anyone who made the effort to attend the infrastructure committee meetings would have transparent access to the information the committee had and an opportunity to make comments. There is no evidence that the committee chair is directing the committee to make any recommendation based on a personal benefit to him. I think that, that is a ridiculous assertion. This okay. banning the infrastructure committee will inhibit the city from being able to make very important infrastructure improvements that the city needs. The plan recommended by the committee was approved by city council unanimously and resulted in the millage proposal going on the ballot, and, uh, and which was approved by 63% of the voters, as Elaine just said. And that village, uh, and that as a result, I believe that we should continue to execute on that plan as it was approved by the city council and voted on by the voters. Thank,
1: Thank you. you, Susie. Are there any people that are on the line that would like to speak? Yes, we do have one Dalton um, Delton, if you would like to speak, you're unmuted now.
6: Hello, um, I'm. A
3: resident, obviously. I live on the corner of Dorado. Yeah,
1: oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Experienced
6: a technical issue. Hold on,
1: one minute. I think it's from the village, though. Like it, yeah. What's that? these are from the village, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. That's- Oh, Scott, sure. what was given to us, I guess, for review or proof is from the Villager website.
2: Okay, I, didn't, I didn't get a copy. You, can have, the,
1: oh. you can, can have it. You can have it. I do have a question. During the whole road mileage campaign, I asked about roads and I was told repeatedly that there was was a list of eligible roads that nothing was set in stone, that there was a list of eligible roads that could, that need work. And that list is very long and is not addressed in this particular road. road. Isn't that the Pfizer map that we have that shows? No, I
5: think that's addressed. There was a top of my head 11 total miles two of which plus or minus were gravel. So there was nine miles of paved roads that were the eligible list of which about seven miles would be paved. And and
1: that should be on that map map that you have Yeah, that's oh, okay. well, The map you have now, yeah, that's different
5: than the maps that we've had previous. These yeah, are yeah. The maps
1: are from when I first came on. Yeah,
5: isn't that it? maps. Yeah. Pretty inconsistent. Yeah. This is
1: yeah. the same one. They just that, changed
5: colors uh, based on the uh, year well, of the construction. Colors,
1: right. The colors, what's yeah. approved, what's happening when. Yes.
2: And, and it's been on fixlvroads.com fix since July of.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. But when I asked questions about it from a from a road, uh, from a infrastructure committee member, I was told that the, the eligible roads. We didn't make any determinations. These are eligible, there's a list of eligible rows. Not, these are set in stone, this is what we're doing. Okay. And uh-huh. I asked at the infrastructure committee where where that was in the proposal and in the ballot line, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't give it to me. So I, I still haven't seen that. I'm gonna do is put this one on pause because we only have 30 minutes to get through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other things does that sound okay because this can go on for a while and you can read okay and while susie gets that done let's just jump down to the snowplow roots real fast we see you online like i see online they'll get the technical stuff taken care of but just give us a minute please scott don't try to run away Uh (laughs) (laughs) who's talking about the snowplow roots i think that might have been susie I can talk about them. Okay. Um this is Pam. The snow plow routes were just put in for your information that um what route how the city plows the streets, which ones they salt, the intersections. I know um council member um Miller brought up about the intersections being plowed in that the ones on Southfield. To let everybody know that when Southfield, when the road commission comes through and plows the streets, we have already plowed our roads. So the guys have to go back and plow those intersections. They might not get them right away, but they do go back and plow the Southfield intersections. but they have to wait till the Oakland County road commission is down or done with the road with Southfield road. Because if they don't, they're just going back and redoing, recreating a wheel over and over again. Is that what you wanted to say about the snow plowing? We just went ahead until we can get the, the mics back, you know, get the technical difficulties put together. So, is that what you wanted about the rope plowing that was for their information? Yeah, and? Okay, is there any questions regarding the um snowplow route routes? No, <clears throat> okay, are you all set with the questions from the audience? Okay, Dalton. Um, but- okay.
6: All right again. Hello, is this good? Um,
1: okay, no. since that's not working, <laughs> let's um, jump down to the updated generator quote. Sorry, Mr. Dalton, we'll be with you in a second.
7: Good evening, Mayor and Council. Um, I know you have in your packet a copy of the uh, proposal from uh, Eckler Electric. As you can see, the price of that quote has gone up um, based on supplies and the cost of materials. That price is now $178,503. I, again, I've tried to reach out to McEwen Electric on multiple occasions, I was able to leave a message once. The rest of the times I called, the mailbox was full. I've also reached, reached out to a John McNulty and uh, he declined to give us a quote. He's having staffing issues. So at this time, we're left with one quote. Uh, Over the weekend, I did receive an email. I think all the interim city managers received an email from Pierre Stefan, who who I believe is on on Zoom. Uh, He had a number of really pertinent questions since I'm kind of jumping in, uh, in the middle of this quote. Uh, I then emailed Eckler Electric uh, those questions and I'm waiting for a response back. Okay. Um, the only thing I will tell you is the longer we wait, more the Price is going to go up, and we're already talking four to six months before um, this this system is going to be um, be able to be put in. Right now, we have no backup generator, so when we lose power, the police department and all City Hall is out of power.
1: Which happened last week.
7: Which happened last week.
1: Okay. So my question is, we already did um, a motion for up to. 265000 right?
7: So the other thing that we need to look at, because there are exclusions, if you look at the bottom of that quote on the first page, there are exclusions on different uh, items. Uh, Drywall, uh, large rock, uh, concrete debris, removal, all those things are not included in the quote. So that would be additional funding.
1: And we don't know how much the additional funding would be? do not know.
0: So
6: that's kind of. But um, we have another meeting next week on Monday, week today.
2: So maybe we'll get those questions answered and maybe try to get an estimate of
3: what the extra charges may be and report back to on Monday. That's probably uh, a better idea.
1: So that's not. Um, yes, yeah, so. I think that what we'll do well you're just going to be talking about the the, the generator quote in the I oh, don't know you're doing it for consideration maybe we should just um, table it for
7: so I can call Eckler Electric, have them come out and see if we can walk through their quote and see if they can give us some type of generalization of what they think the cost would be again they're not gonna they're not going to be the ones laying the concrete All right that's going to be a separate contractor and again that Price of concrete continues to skyrocket. So again, I, I have no problem meeting with them and trying to walk through this to see if we can get some type of uh, general idea. I'm just not sure how accurate that will be because again, they're going to have other subcontractors coming in.
1: I think that um, we. I agree that we should probably put it on hold just to have an idea. I know that we already approved was it two hundred sixty five thousand or sixty two something in the ballpark. Okay. So. Yeah, those are At least yeah. Oh yeah. That was the match. Yeah. Um, open for, uh, the door Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm? They were here. They were
7: yeah. here last week. That, that, it, it is done. Um, still working out some kinks, but uh it's a brand new system. And uh, you know, we we've got a little tutorial on how to do everything right now. Yeah, speed.
1: So, um, yeah, let's, why don't we just table that to get some more information and then maybe even, I don't know, I'm looking at, maybe this looks like it could be, I don't want to say handyman, but maybe a construction company just to see if you can get in contact with someone to kind of ask them what this would, you know, a price range.
7: Sure, I can ask them who they would use for their subcontractors to do this work. Okay. Mm -hmm and with another week maybe
2: we maybe it's possible to get another sure. estimate if, you know if somebody changes their mind and wants to come out and
6: wants a business
1: so if somebody can remember for um our meeting down. to make sure that we table the uh updated generator yeah. quote which is item e okay thank you going back to zoom all right third time's a charm all right Dalton, I'm hoping this works.
3: Hello.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> Percy. Does this come out? This is oh, I'm so. oh, Susie. Here's this. The open, open. I don't, I don't want to troubleshoot my phone. I just want to unmute me. Dalton, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Yes. I'm here. I'm here. Well, we got a back out, but okay. darn. All right, let's see. All right. Time started. Okay. Okay. You can go ahead.
3: I live on the I live on I
1: live on I live over I live
6: I Hello.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, are there a lot of people on there
1: Sorry. are yes, there's quite a few people on zoom who participate. I um we have uh Dalton, and then Mike PM and um different countries to speak about the infrastructure. I do recognize that there are um some other individuals on the call that are interested in speaking about other issues that are up for discussion oh, well, 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 you... so what will do? about the cell phone um cell phone? what you can do is um a cell phone for what?
2: calling or something one at a time and you can
1: give out the cell phone number Right, or, or exactly. Don't,
2: don't we, I <laughs> do we
1: have a phone in here or no? Um can you work on that and we'll go through the rest of this? Because I'm thinking maybe um because we've done it before. Right. Unless um you want me to dial in and see if uh oh, Okay, well, let's move on to um, city, city administrator search firm.
7: So, Mayor and Council, I, I believe you've had a couple of weeks to go through these proposals. Um, they are all fairly similar. Um, you look at the top range of the prices that they're uh, uh, they're quoting, you're looking all the way from. 245 all the way to nineteen uh, 19 thousand uh, gov HR and MML have a number of step downs that you can do to have to reduce that cost gov HR goes all the way down to 10,000 and Mml goes down to 14, Um, there are some a la carte things that you can do with each company so it really depends on what the flavor of council uh, and how they want to handle this the one thing I did think was pretty interesting that um, MML does a two-year uh, guarantee uh, with their with their uh, top plan, so that way, if that uh, manager were to leave within two years, they will re retest. And I believe that test price is already included. if anybody has any um, other questions, I'll try to answer them the best I can.
1: Anyone have any questions about the uh, search forms? It is on our um, action items to so vote on it tonight.
0: Yes. I I have no questions. I read through it.
1: Okay.
6: Yeah. I don't know my
1: Okay. What happened? I do have a question. What happened? Or uh, not last city administrator, but previous city administrator that was done through MML. Is there a guarantee at that point? What happened? when had that package. Then we had time. to do another search. We didn't have that package at that time. I have to just, um, If I remember, it was like 15000 that we paid for that one. And so we did not have that option at that time.
3: Yeah, there's two different packages. If I'm not right, 14000 and $19,000? 14000
7: 14, and nineteen. okay And
1: I roughly believe it was fifteen, 15000 We didn't take that option. Yeah. Any other questions? OK. I'm sorry, you haven't gotten that fixed yet. So we'll move on down to the COVID-19 protocols. <coughs> That's still that um, But I read it, so I will. <laughs> bro- I'm sorry. Yes. Um, you're gonna get that if we well this is my I'm kind of lending cat out the bed. The last time that we use MML, they do get the uh the residents input because they have town uh-huh. hall. Oh okay. and, they, have um, part of it, they have a meet and greet. Yeah, and they have, they have a meet meet and, meet and and they um you have an opportunity to meet <laughs> the candidates at that time. Um you also meet with the recruiter to be able to discuss uh exactly what you're looking for. Um so it's in the it's in the brochure. It tells you
4: everything that they do in the I brochure. Saw that the yeah. I didn't
1: that's see one the reason why either. I wanted to I wanted to yeah. to that. They're, they're The all, last one, does do that. but as a com, that. as a council, we decide what it is that we're looking for as a group. Yes, they come in and we right. all sit and do like a right. study session right. on that time. Okay. And um we talk about what is, you know, what is it that we need. Okay. I need to and ask And I think I'll, also, I'll offer that. Okay. Um I also believe, if I'm not mistaken, correct, if I'm wrong with the MML, they also do the pre-screening for people so we aren't just getting a direct of resume. of
7: I believe they all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: didn't read it for... Um, yeah. I think it was the Baker Tiller that said they would do the town hall, but I think that was extra.
7: It was extra. <laughs> but Baker <laughs> Tilly does... Uh, when they do all their pre-screening, it's all recorded. They give them a number of questions that they have mm. to answer off the cost just so they can see how they...
1: Uh, respond uh, okay. yeah. yeah because <laughs> we have public comment coming up at the end so <laughs> Don't if you can hear me, we're gonna try this for a fourth
3: time. Hello.
4: Hello.
1: I can hear over there. All right, let's see if I
6: Hmm. Mic check
3: one two one two.
6: So that i we can't hear him. We can't hear him in here. <coughs> Oh. All right, so everybody else can hear me. You.
1: While well, you're doing that, I'll go to the COVID 19 protocols. Um, and I'm just reading what was sent to us. The COVID 19 pandemic continues to impact people's daily lives and operation of business. In light of the continually increasing numbers of cases, highly contagious Omicron variant and the need to pull public meetings in person, City Council may wish to discuss COVID-19 protocols that they would like to implement in can. Examples include increased cleaning by the social media, requiring masks for all board and committee members and staff during meetings, requiring masks for all visitors to City halls regardless of vaccination status, Limiting the capacity of visitors to City Hall, holding the first study session of each month uh, via Zoom, or other session manager City Council may be This is where I
3: open it up to discuss what your thoughts are. I am definitely on board with uh, the idea of having our first study session of the month via Zoom just to eliminate contact with each other
6: Multiple times, mm-hmm. to and this i give up.
1: Requiring mass at all meetings or in math in the city hall. Karen Bart, what
6: criteria
1: are you using to decide? I i not an idea what criteria will be used to say if, if the public level is at this point. I think. When we, we can have in and meetings with residents. I think that has an impact on people's ability to come share and, and of interact with people. And so I would like to have some specific criteria set for when making decisions about you know going.
6: Um, I mean like, I could
1: continue to seem like now we look at it right now and people are able to come into the city law. How many people are over there? Five, I think I'm sorry, five, five or six people, and people don't choose to just come in. So it looks like we have more people left online than they're actually coming in. Um, so I'm not sure of the criteria. I just know that for me, and, and I'm actually just got this from my doctor today, is that droplets remain in the air, and you may be asymptomatic or might not get out sick, but the next person gets extremely sick. So my
2: thoughts are, i read here on the side of Austin. and I don't know, I don't know what the criteria, I don't, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, you have a good point, point and I, I, I think the way we could probably handle that is, we, we do decide as, as we were to put some restrictions in place. Then at any given point in the future, any we can, you know, we have a motion, we have a motion to, at any time to think, you know, the curve goes down.
1: Uh,
7: are, uh, the and uh, mm-hmm. and no major
1: requirements apply to uh, across the board because I know last year all the meetings were Zoom, but there were other meetings held in public of, of meetings of my groups, and so there wasn't a you know things weren't aligned. Um, so we'll just mm-hmm. be strictly for close up cool for uh, people wearing masks in the building, or, I'm not sure what we're talking about with the large group of any other groups. Um, I don't recall, but maybe we decide that. But I think that anyone that uses the building at this point, um, needs to have um, a mask on. Any group, right?
7: right. And you, you guys, guys are, are talking right talking
1: now, now right. about just the study session, so it would be the first Monday of the month the study session, but for the and council meeting in a study session for the third Monday, you would be in chambers because you have to vote in chambers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. So awesome. she was asking about the mandate, if I'm not yeah. just taking Karen, about people in the building. And I would think that is anybody nice that comes in the building should regardless what meeting mm-hmm. it is. Right. And I feel like the idea of let's go late by year kind of thing, and see where we're at, but I just think that you know, we should probably be more around the process and getting it wiped down or sterilized or whatever you have to do between every meeting. Mm-hmm. And we do okay. I say, meeting in person, we're two years in the best, and we know about masks. We have our we do everything, it's going to be out there. We're going to be out there. We we'll deal with it at the grocery store, we we'll deal with it at the church, we we'll deal with it everywhere. We're separated here. I think we need anybody who's coming is going to have
2: a mask and they're going to protect themselves or feel whatever they feel comfortable doing. I think we
7: need to move forward. I think we can't go
2: backwards on this. I think we need to move forward. Yeah, I just I disagree. In the, you know, I have a uh, set up on the uh, compromise. I have a look at that and rest. You know, the uh last. Last week, you know, we got a simple case of gastrinitis and ended up in the hospital for five days in intensive care. So I, I'm just not gonna. So is
1: he locked down in your house?
2: No, but he's he's at our house quite a bit. He stays he stays over a few nights a week. No, no,
1: and he's going yeah. out and doing other things. No, he's not. He's locked down in, your he's locked in your house or his own house. So I think that it is. I think that it is. Uh... Well, it's yeah. maybe the case of anybody who has a compromised family or family members, or you yourself are. That person can do it. But if anybody was comfortable and needs to move ahead. we should show up. We need to be here for our residents. That's why you're allowed Well, I think that we still are here for our residents. My point of earlier is that we had opportunities for people to be in the council saint I mean, in the council but uh to be in person and only five people showed up. How many people are with Zoom? You see? actually, not the there's 20 people on Zoom at this point. And and Okay. So, thank you. So my thing is, is that I think that personally that, um, for the study session, we should do it all by Zoom and then for the meetings that we um, come in and try to, you know, just, you know, it's easy said, you know, just don't have people come in that have any, uh, you know, compromise immune system but then we don't know who your people are, maybe they don't even know who they are. So, so it's just a discussion, we'll bring it up during um, the meeting and we can go on it at that point. I think it's an action item. It is a action one. Any other questions on that? Okay. Um, next is the House of the Woods property. This was Susie too, sorry. <laughs> I will try my best. Now, um, Mr. Rude has um, he would get the um, the bid to put the property up for sale? Council has not decided on a, a price for him to put the property up for. Um, the last listing we had, the last listing we had, it was at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, the right now, the appraised in I think October of 2020, it appraised for 217,000. And Mr. Rude thinks that the price should be somewhere below 200,000. That's his recommendation. He's also recommending that the um, council approved to have um, brush cleared, high grass, weeds, trees, any loose timber, possibly weather permitting. He'd like to have that stuff cleared out of the property too for sale. So those are his recommendations on this. This is um, something that he was going to be online for to talk about. Um, but can you bring him up? for?
0: No. Yes. Is it what
4: yeah, didn't we have a
2: discussion at one point, Scott, about uh, you know, they buying the property as is? You know, can we, can we that can we no, I think
4: that? we we did
2: have we've had plenty of discussion yeah. about this property over the years. But it, it, we used to allocate five thousand dollars a year for cutting the grass, um, maintenance. But we the city has never undertaken a campaign to clear out brush. I know that we Friends of the Preserve did some of that. Um, actually they actually did a lot of that, but that's been quite a number of years now. And I would imagine if Mr. Stefan's still on Zoom, he probably could share with us a lot more about that. Um, he was key problem. in that, but, but no, I don't believe we've ever done that.
1: No. So I have a question where if we did do that, and I guess I should ask Karen, if we did agree to remove the brush for or do you allocate the price? to get them to have the people that remove the price. You get yes. I mean, I mean, you'll get more money if, it's, if it looks better. If it's, if, you know, the less work that they have to do, you will raise the price and not propor- proportionally. We'll raise it much higher than, you know, say if you spend $5,000 to clean it up, you'll get much more than that in return on, on price. But, you know, the way it is right now, um, yeah. So but, it definitely, definitely has an impact technically Is it okay it's okay if
2: i price,
1: little payment the pricing of the property to give them money to do their own planning.
6: right
1: yeah well yeah but again that's like if you're selling the house and you give them carpet allowance, it still doesn't you know make you see past the nasty carpet and pay more for it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah. so i don't know i think you probably should ask john rude um what he's thinking if how how much you know more heatings we would be able to get if it's if it is cleaned up. hopefully you can hear
3: him. I can can I speak now? All right. Okay, um my my recommendation oh, is there's that
1: so um <laughs> we'll wait for it to have those answers because then my question would be also and Mr. Root if you can hear me is the price that you're asking us to list that, is is that after the brush and everything is being cleared? Okay, the,
3: the price that I'm asking is again yeah, under. Line, that, thank you. Okay, the
6: price that I'm um,
3: asking is
1: anyone else have any questions about the house on the woods property?
6: I, yes, if I
3: could Are speak you for a moment,
1: or, or I'm here.
3: Uh, if we could price the house under, two, or the property, excuse me. I ran down th- the
1: back billing, 1.5. 100.
3: John, I don't think they can hear you.
1: I believe that's Pam. I can
3: hear, I can hear the council. Okay, hey,
1: I have given um, the council, I had sent a list over of all the one and a half inch meters that were um, incorrectly reading digits and the multipliers. Uh, we, after initially I first looked at it and, um, I thought there was more businesses than there were residents, but when I got d- digging into the accounts and putting a spreadsheet together and doing more uh, research on it, I have found out that apparently it is more residential than it is com- uh, commercial. Um, so I wanted to let you know that it's also, um, I don't know what questions you have on that list, or if there's questions that you have for me. Um, it's only hundred and thirty. Well, I shouldn't say only, but it's one hundred thirty thousand. It wasn't the eight hundred to the one point four mil that um, has been thrown out there in the past. That was based on water loss, the water losses that we've had over the years with the audit. With the audit in that, so that was not. Um, in this amount, that was a totally different thing than what um, this, because we're only finding it's 130,000 for the one and a half inch meters. And then also the um, the water, our water still keeps fluctuating, the um, water loss. Last month we were at 12 percent, this month we were back up at 38 percent, but probably 36 because we did have water main break. Mm-hmm. So we got to give me a couple more months to figure out, you know, that, but I still am recommending that we have to go with all new meters, new meters in everybody's house. But all the others have have read our farm Mm -hmm. because the, the reason is because of the water loss, our meters are so old that I think water is going through these meters and they are not being read with the, the water going through the meters. But that is not part of this. This is just um, the for you guys to decide if you want to um, backfill the residents in the c- commercial buildings that had the one and a half inch meter. So just the commercial building? Nope, the commercial and the residential. They the list I gave you. If they wanted, if you guys want to backfill them for the one and a half inch meters. Yeah. And I don't know if Bruce has any input on that. Yeah,
2: just I mean, it's the only thing I wanted to just add in a little bit more detail is so over the last four years, the, the total water, water loss was about $1.4 million uh, in, in revenue dollars. And the figures that we threw out at the last meeting of, of the potential for the, for the uh, backfilling recovery was based on the fact that we went from 43% in water after we made the fix went from 43 percent to 12 percent. So that's roughly about a 75 percent decrease. So had that held, then we were assuming, we made the assumption based on the data that we had at the time, that 75 percent of the overall water loss was due to, you know, the, 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 the filling issue that we had. And as we, as Pam indicated, you know, the water loss shot back up. So it, it's probably not as big of a contributing factor as we thought it was. And we just, it's a separate issue. We'll still need to continue down that path and right. figure out what's going on with the water loss. But this is really the really discussion just to figure out whether or not we think like we should that. be back billing, and yep. if so, how. The, then.
1: I, I was at the SACWA meeting and I brought this up there because I thought perhaps other communities mm-hmm. have had similar issues, and um, the SACO attorney is looking into that. There are rules and regulations that govern uh, utilities and. There are a couple of states that allow you to build back six years for water because as uh, government officials, elected officials, the municipality is responsible for collecting that money, no matter what the reason was. So we use taxpayer dollars and we use resources. So we have a responsibility to to you know go back as far as we are legally able to. So I think that we need to get that information before we just you know put some. Something out there, and also at Saco, they said, "Well, it will, it will be easy. You know the rates, so you'll be able to figure out." Um, and looking at these properties on BS, BSNA online, you can see where the change occurred and what happened, and you know where that's made up. Now, I did see a couple of, um, at least one, very large property that there's a, there's something very odd going on in there, and that uh, has not been updated, and that did not appear on the list, so. I think there's still, I'll share with share okay, Pam, if you would please,
2: yeah. about that, but. And, and Karen, before before I brought that up at the last meeting, I did consult with the city attorney to see if, you know, legality of us going back four years and, and, and back going, and I'll let him comment. Yeah, the, the biggest thing, and th- this issue came up in the city of Detroit, I believe it was 2017, where they had a similar situation. They had a software changeover and very similar drawers were a certain group of re, uh, both residential and commercial properties had this uh, billing error where they they chose to only go back and try to collect uh, back billing from the residential properties not the commercial properties and that's where the court found that that was um, disparate treatment between a residential and commercial property so my recommendation was that as long as it's done Equitably for all parcels, regardless of status or size, um, that the city should be okay. And again, utilizing the lowest known rate for that period of time, um, I think it's a it's a pretty safe. And I, I'm assuming you're talking about Bob Davis, I could I could talk to him too see if he's experienced it before.
1: Well, he, he's he's checking out for me, so they're going to get back with me. Also, the 11.9 rate that's on there. Talking about. Giving the lowest rate, um, and I went through. I know there's some of that paying, making up for bills that were estimated that they didn't pay enough on, and they're at 1305 per hundred cubic feet. Some of my bills um, on the minimum charge, I'm paying twenty-seven fourteen per hundred cubic feet. So there's um, I, I don't I don't think we should go with uh, the lowest lowest rate. And I I didn't, in none of, none of my bills did I, since 2015, have I paid 11.9. So um, I think that. Well, you have to include the, the your, you would have to include your meter charge. That's probably why your bill is different because you have meter charges in there. You have surcharges, things like that, different things. This is just the water and sewer rate right. together.
2: And so right now we're at. No.
1: I'm I'm just saying, if I I, if I use two per hundred cubic feet of water and I'm paying sixty six dollars a month, you know, or actually that take off the capital improvement bond ten twenty or ten seventy whatever it is, right? Take it back to fifty some dollars a month, you
2: know.
1: I'm sorry, no, I I was meaning that take off the I don't know if I pay two something for my meter or three something for my meter, take that off, take off the minor charges. Still talking about way more 200 cubic feet that a lot of people who are on the minimum plan are paying as opposed to this 11.9 so i don't think i don't think that's fair to the residents that have been paying and have been subsidizing the losses so that's what i'm saying i think we need to look at that Well,
2: the, what i was going to say is the, and correct me if i'm wrong cam the rate is, is 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 the rate i mean if you use a cubic feet of water it's, it's 11.9 or actually right now it's it's 12.935 but the, the reason why I, I think that you think it's different is because if you're using the minimum, I mean, we set a minimum value. So if you only use, actually only use two cubic right. feet, the right. rate that you're being charged is still gonna be 12.9. It's just that you you haven't met the threshold of the four uh, cubic, I don't know, uh, whatever the four, the four units. No, but I, I'm, um, paying, I'm paying it no matter
1: what. Exactly, so exactly. And anywhere I from think, zero to four is the minimum bill. And exactly. you're paying that no matter I'm, what. I'm, What's the percentage of our residents that are in that section? There's quite know? a few. That, yeah, I don't that, know the percentage, but there's yeah. quite that's a few. Okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, that rate was just when we went back, because we did notice, or I that we, I noticed that some of them are different dates. They're not all going yeah. back four years. It's yeah. not 16, going back three years. 18 yeah. 20. Yep, I saw. Right. Yeah.
2: So, right. And we could decide, you know, as a council, we could say, all right, well, you know, you know, the current rate is 12.9, you know, for purposes of the discussion, Pam used 11.9 years is the lowest rate over the four years. I mean, there's nothing to say that we can't go back and say, all right, let's just charge them 10. Part of this was our fault. Let's give them a little bit of a break.
1: Well, if if we can do that, like we may be legally bound to not cut a deal. You know what I mean? Like you need to, that's the piece we need to find out about. And um, if there was a rate for 2000, if it happened in 2016, what was the rate then It happened in 2018? What was the rate then? I, mean, I know it's going to take time, but uh, that yes. would be a, a, a fairer, I think. Um, you know, it is, is. It it is you know, on the fault of the city, but um, again, you have a responsibility to make sure those tax dollars are properly collected. Agreed. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know that we have room to play around a whole lot. Uh, it looks like this. No. Yeah, so, at some point, we'll, we'll have to uh, yes, discuss this. So, once you get your information back, you can bring it up at the next meeting. I make a suggestion? Because this is a big amount of money. Could we put a commission it, river. River. it is a big amount. Yeah. I mean, between 130 and 600 threw out, and what's missing, could we put a water commission together? Residents that could help with figuring this out. You a water, water study room? commission together, maybe you need a water one.
2: We could really dive into this and, and do the legwork. That's kind of what we've been doing in the infrastructure committee. I mean, this is um, this is. I mean, it's two separate issues. I mean, wait, one, wait. one one issue is the backfilling. The other the other issue is the, um, well, you know, the water loss and, and and so we've been working on the water loss. You know, we've Correct. exhausted. I mean, this is this is why we, you know, kind of landed on the on the meters, which Cam was mentioning a little bit earlier. Um, because we've eliminated, and Scott, you know, you're the the engineer, so I'll let you chime in, but we've, and I, I can read through the list of all the things we've tried. We've pretty much eliminated most all of the obvious, uh, you know, reasons for the water loss, and and it's you know kind of a uh, a given that you know are the standard in the industry that water meters are typically replaced around every 20 years because they start mechanical water meters start to slow and read inaccurately. And so given the fact that we've eliminated just about everything else, you know, we feel that the, the water meters are the next step. And there's, and again, if this is a discussion for another time, but there's a whole host of other reasons why it makes sense to replace the water meters as well outside of the, the water loss issue, but I'll, I'll turn over to Scott.
5: No, I mean, that's pretty correct. Uh, you know, the water meters are 20, 25 years old. They do deteriorate over time. Uh, we are working with SOCWA trying to obtain data It's a lot of data. We're trying to get through it. Uh, I think the biggest thing we're looking at right now is to see how much water is going through the meter at 11 mile during the nighttime. Should be relatively low, and we're finding some miscellaneous readings that look pretty high. So we're trying to work with SACWA on that. Uh, They did do a test for the city about a little bit before Christmas. Uh, They actually shut the meter. They, They turned the bypass on so no water should be going through the main meter, and that main meter should read zero and it was reading zero. So they were pretty confident the meter was uh, reading correctly. Uh, we just want to look at them basically them that water usage from midnight to like 5 a.m. So I'm sorry, Captain said the 30 did it, did it jump up again. You think
1: it's because of that water main break? no not all of that only about three um because it went back up to it went back up to 38 mm-hmm. so i figured about three yeah. for the water main break because yeah, we, it did run during christmas it ran a whole day before they actually
2: yeah we used an online calculator to do A rough estimate of how much based on the size of, the, of the, the crack and how long it ran and so forth, and so it's probably two or three percent. And of, it was from
1: Scott, <laughs> yeah. our engineer. Yeah, so again, it's just getting the information back from um Karen's contact and um your information, the data from Stockwell, and then we can move forward. So, yeah. I think
2: also from Scott, in terms of you know, if we can go. What our what our flexibility is on the rate. Right.
1: Well I think that comes between the others. Yeah. yeah, I'll
2: talk I'll talk to Mr. Davis. Okay. he does all the representations for stocking. Okay, so
1: we'll just bring it up at the next uh, next meeting. Just revisit it. Thanks. Oh
3: good evening. <laughs> I'm John Rude and I'm to thank Council for
1: wanting to speak today because they want me to speak right now. Yep, we're
3: gonna go back to the house in the woods. Okay. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, yes, I did recommend that it be priced under two hundred thousand uh, dollars. I know the assessed valuation is more than that, uh, but at the same time, I think is looking, the city is looking at getting it sold. Uh, other things that I recommended is uh, there's quite a bit of fallen timber there, and I'm not talking about just little branches. Uh, there's logs. I mean, like a couple of trees just were fell. okay? Uh, maybe a good idea to remove that property, or excuse me, remove those items. Uh, there's a lot of brush, you know, weed, trees. Uh, obviously at this time of year, it's a little difficult to couple on and uh, remove uh, maybe that brush. But if you know if we do get a break in the weather here where the snow melts, it might be a good idea to at least try to clear some of that uh, brush and debris that's in there. And when I say that we, there's no trash. Again, it's just a lot of fallen timber, weed trees, whatnot. Uh, one other item that I suggested was that the city considers land contracts. Uh, it is a vacant piece of property. Land contract, if the developer does purchase the property and they purchase it on a land contract in Kansas t- with the city. Uh, any type of construction that's going to be started on the property or any type of a loan that a developer would get, uh, he has to pay the property off at that time. A lender will not lend money on that property unless the property is being clear and they have first position. So eventually the city would get paid. Uh, And again, as I indicated before, I was asking for under $200,000 and to maybe do some staging on the property, i.e. getting rid of the brush, uh, getting rid of the fallen timber, uh, and uh, cutting the grass. Again, that we have to wait off until probably a little later in March, or whatever it takes to be. Based upon that, that's my presentation.
1: Thank okay. you. So, uh, my question was like the amount to get something, get that property cleaned up. Would that be something that we could take like out of the uh, asking price of it? I know that that's, you know, that's the analogy. I'm gonna be her the analogy that Karen had. I get it. You know. Well,
3: I, I would I would say if this at uh, present we're looking at doing that, and that would be in when I say in the price the purchaser would look at that and say, okay, the property's been cleared that degree. It makes it more attractive to get the property sold. That's my recommendation. Now, are you gonna get that money back? I think you could get that money back with a specific offer, but at the same time, you know, I can't give you a guarantee on that. Do you have a,
2: any type of, I mean, I know you're not a uh,
3: landscaper but you. Have...
2: Any, any rough idea of how much you think it might take to get that property cleaned yeah, I, I up? Couldn't,
3: I couldn't give you that. That, That's well above yeah. my page. Yeah. Tom, yeah. uh, were
1: you able to walk through it? Was there a path for you to get through? Or were you
3: just talking from like- No, no, I, I, I want the property. Yes, okay. I want the property. Um, you know, I think it's a very buildable property, and I, I think uh, the, the city could get some pretty good tax space out of it, something that every community needs. Uh, I didn't walk the property in answer to your question. And I did see uh just a breed and uh, fallen timber. Uh, I even mentioned to uh, the city manager, or interim city manager, uh, there was a coffin there, at least that's what I call it. But uh, <laughs> it
1: was a box. I walked over it there. Was and the
3: it was a box. <laughs> and they had stuff in there. I don't know what was in there, but the police and the city sitting with. Well, whatever was in there. But anyways, uh, they removed it, so it's gone. It, it wasn't a coffin.
1: But where it was I mean, sitting, I, I understood.
3: When, the I saw, when, I, I saw, when I looked at it, I thought, what's doing yeah. here? It
1: was. my dog in
4: it? No, no, there
3: was, okay. there was nothing live in it,
4: so. Yeah.
1: Well, um, anyone else have any questions for Mr. Stuart? Mm. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> So John, I think like March by the time it's clear, you it?
3: You'd rather it's clear? No, it. I, I, think you be put it on the market ASAP. I oh. think you should put it on the market ASAP. Who knows? Maybe a purchaser will come along and who wants to say they will take their, that responsibility. I'm just suggesting that if the you know, weather is more pleasant, yeah, yeah, that you maybe yeah, consider clearing the debris out of there, and if you're able to clear some of the fall and timber out of to too, great right. but i'm anxious to get started on this this is the time when builders and developers are looking for property they want to get started asap again my main selling features are under two hundred thousand dollars number one and number two is if, if the city would consider land contract terms and of course any any offer that comes in is up to the city I guess my, my question would be you, know, you said a few times
2: under 200,000. Give a number that you're thinking of, like
3: 199,999. Well, 99. I mean, that, that, that would be a start. <laughs> uh, you know, was it 189? It would be a little bit better. Obviously, the more you price any property, the better the chances are of it selling. Yeah. Anybody else have any other
1: questions? Oh, thank you. Is this an item? Oh, it yeah. is an So we will have to discuss that. So I guess should we should just So, yeah, let's discuss with them. It's an action on the scene. Yeah. I'm going to lean on Karen
2: because she's the realtor of the group. So as far as land contract and, you know, yeah. recommended price. I mean, you don't want
5: to it away, Right. Right.
2: right. Yeah. When we got ninety thousand dollars. We
1: know two fifty was too high because it didn't sell, but also it was marketed in very well. Yeah. Um, so I mean, real estate was going crazy. So You never know, right, John?
6: That's correct. With no. <laughs> the market, will bear.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like 190. I'm say like is that
5: 190? Like
1: 190, all? Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks,
6: John.
5: Did
1: he say He said well, 190. And, and just, we just power, 190. 190. That's the idea. And then um, what do you all think about the land
2: contract? Can you stick around? Or no? oh, we could ask him to... Hey, John? I think Jalen may have a question.
3: No, I don't have a question right now. I just wanted to make sure he was here yeah. before we make yeah, the actual motion and decision. Yeah. So I was just asking if you stick around. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'd plans. Then they want you to go on the
1: other room. Then they want me to go in the other room. No, okay. okay. thank <laughs> don't you. So don't go home. Okay. I'll be back. Thank okay. You. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Um, Going on with Susan. Uh, she's still trying to figure out. Things. Okay, so then this Christmas tree chipping. I that's what I just didn't ask about it and on the agenda. There is sorry. I asked there was just a mix-up with the company and the chipping of the trees. They didn't get done. Um, they had told me that they were going to do it the four, up to the 14th. It was put on the website as the 14th. They told somebody else in our office the twelfth or the temp. so there was a mix-up with the company and us within City Hall on that. Um, but we did get it taken care of, and if there are no tr- if there are still trees out there, our DPS has been picking them to get rid of them. So well, that's it. thank you for dealing with that. There were just a whole bunch of other issues that, that compounded it, and there won't be violations uh issues yeah no. okay yeah no. thank you i can tear mine in half i got one i can tear my citation in half they were just notices that were given out um ronnie didn't know at the time that um, we were calling the company in that when he went out to
5: to do his code enforcement so
2: madam mayor can i address just make a comment about this situation briefly sure so this, I know that this blew up over the weekend and there was a lot of emailing back and forth about it. Um, and I'm just going to reiterate again, the, the importance of following the appropriate procedure and not sending stuff directly to all council members. This, this is a perfect example. I mean, if this, if this issue had come up, um, let's say it was an issue with the vendor or something like that, and it, obviously this not the best example, but because this is not a city contract. But if it were, and council were to have to have a discussion and and potentially take action against the contractor or seek a different contractor, well, well then this issue becomes an issue that the city has to deliberate on and, and make a decision. And all of those emails back and forth to all council members, those all become OMA violations. So just I understand that sometimes residents will get a, a plant, a bug in your ear and they want a response right away. But I mean, it, it was, it's the weekend, nobody's, nobody's at city hall on the weekend, the Monday was a federal holiday. There's nobody working during a federal holiday. So communicate to the mayor and, and, and respond back to that resident or whoever, and indicate that, you know, your concern has been received. It's been forwarded on and it will be addressed. So. The, the barrage of emails to, to various staff members and, and all the council, that, that kind of can't continue. That has to stop. Um, and again, it's not it's not trying to pick on any one council member. It's just, these are things that could potentially create problems for the city. So we're trying to, to stop that and trying to prevent that. Um, comments, again, and same thing with social media. The Villagers website, the city does not monitor that. So any comments made to that, they might, those people might as well go out and scream in the street and expect Pam Scott and Suzy to hear that response. Because, and, and we've talked about this before, the cost for the city to be a part of that Facebook page, because everything the city is a part of and monitors and comments on, it has to be digitally backed up in case there's a FOIA request with respect to a specific post or a specific response. So. The decision was made by council that the cost of, of backing up the Villagers Facebook page, I think it was over $30,000 um, to store that data. And, and so the city the city is not on the Villagers. So again, please um, don't expect the city to respond or don't encourage residents to voice concerns on Facebook because it's not gonna get a response from the city. And all it's gonna do is, is spread misinformation or, or fuel the fire of people that may already be frustrated because they're not getting a response. Um, you know, they're they're posting something on a on a forum that's not being monitored and not getting not getting the city officials. So I just wanted to make that point and just use that as kind of a could have been potentially a situation, but unfortunately, it's not, but just please try to be a little more cognizant of that going forward. I think one thing just to clarify Scott too is is that you know at least when we talk about this with the former council, council should not be posting on there about anything that that has to do with with, with city with the city, correct? It's a it's a tough area, right? Because you're all residents; right. these are all your neighbors; these are all your friends. But you're also a city council member, so everything you do, whether you intend it to be or not, it's you're viewed as a, as a city council person, and your your actions are viewed and can even be construed by some as actions of the city council acting on behalf of the whole. I mean we've had issues over the years with, with certain planning commissioners that went and took it upon themselves to engage in discussions with outside entities and agencies that you know we get a, the city gets a phone call saying hey your planning commission wants us to do this and it's like no one planning commissioner wanted you to do that but you know the, the representation and, and the, the perception is that you're speaking on behalf of all the others so try to be I mean Again, I, I if in a perfect world, you guys wouldn't comment on stuff on that. I understand it happens, but try to, try to limit it if possible, uh, and try to limit it. if you are going to try to limit it to just either correcting misinformation or providing contact information or, or a location where they can get accurate information. As opposed to personal view. But if you can't you can't
1: get information, it isn't. Misinformation or it isn't whatever. And part of the issue with the Christmas trees was someone called here and was the attitude that they got was that, well, that was supposed to be done on the 11th. You're, you have to take care of it yourself. You're on your own. And then, as you said, uh, then the next, whatever before there was an answer for residents about what they were supposed to do with their trees, some people that had those trees out for weeks, um, then, you know, the code enforcer is out giving out notice violation notices. So, you know the coordination, and you know people knowing what's what's uh, going on. So well, I, I don't I think... have confidence that um, you know things were, were being handled in the right way, or whatever, because because again, that had been on the website for again weeks. About January 14th, January 14th, January 14th. So. Um, you know, there doesn't seem to be a, doesn't seem to be an avenue to deal with those kinds of things. And well, I did the right thing and sending an email. I think you know to, to alert us. It's the it's the um, responding on Facebook the villager that they're not they're not looking at. Uh, villager. Oh, oh I don't, I, And, and I don't then also for it to be the weekend. No, that was was that the weekend or was that the actual holiday? They, that's not that doesn't constitute an emergency. So, you know, most likely they weren't gonna respond. But um, I do agree that if you knew, you know, if you all knew that there was an issue going on with the trees being out there, that Rami should have gotten that information first thing in the morning he came in. So he would not have been giving out warnings. Cause I, mean, I could see how that could totally uh, upset someone. So just, I mean, whenever there's something that comes up that, you know, trash or whatever, that it's, it's a problem, just alert Rami, send him an email first thing in the morning or just, you know, call them and let them know this, hey, this is what's going on. We did alert Rami because I had um, called up to the front and told them before he goes out to let him know. He um, was misunderstood because he thought it was only one address. He didn't realize it was more than one address. So because when I called him after he, the first violation, after I saw the email come through, I did call Rami on the phone and told him not to touch any more trees than that at that time. And he and I said, You were told not to. And he says, Oh, I thought it was just the one address. So then he did stop after that, but he had already done four or five of them. I don't remember how many. But and then also, um, what someone was saying, it might be nice because he's reports to you um, just for him to actually talk to the resident. Yeah, um, because I, my <laughs> understanding, <working> <laughs> my understanding is that they were just tagged and no communication. Yeah. I think that that would be important also, just to to.
2: We are, we are working <laughs> on protocols
4: to
1: notify that
2: than sure. Okay. Oh, that's and that's a I, I you know. That happens in all my communities with code enforcement. They, for some reason, just like to write it down and hang it on the door instead of actually going knock and not <laughs> have a conversation. So I think uh, keep working on that with comments here. So.
1: I'm not trying to, you know, just the saying these are kind of things that would keep people. We we line understand. of code enforcement and which I think is the way residents are supposed mm-hmm. to be. And I noticed when I logged on, it says citizen login or official login. And of course, I was logged in as a citizen because I've been posting for a couple of years. But am I an official? And who, who who's the official they're returning to? I'm, that in the I'm going to assume it's the administrators that were the officials. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, is everything you see what we see as a citizen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's really no difference. Yeah, you exactly. just log in to say it's done or you've taken care of it. They can update it. Cause I remember. So, from so um, just cause we are way over time, just to kind of what's going on with the. Um... Well, I we have one more idea right now, but um, we can't do it in this meeting because I have to review this device and try something else. I I'm at a loss, and I'm sorry for our public on Zoom and you all. I thought we had to figure it out, and we did a test run earlier and it was working just fine. So I. I so let's get through the um, rest of the study session. And then that's when we have to switch over to the different zones yeah. and try it at that point. And then um, I know you said you had a, well, we'll talk about it after, about the past, yeah right? Okay. So um, we're done with the Christmas tri- tree tripping, shipping and emails and that, right? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you have anything else that you wanted to add to that? No, I'm okay, um, Mayor and Council comments. Um, there are comments from, there is public comments that I received. Stand with the uh, search for the clerk. Let me see the update on
7: it. So we, we have, you know, initially gave out one conditional offer that was rejected we moved to the second person that was in line and that conditional offer has been extended and we are waiting to hear back uh, whether it's going to be accepted or not.
1: Mm-hmm. We have one uh, public comment from Bruce Popus. I desire to listen to the discussion on the road recommendation at the study session. I'm going to assume that you he heard it because I saw him in the meeting. Next. One is from Board President Felicia Rice. Um, Today we have President Rice, Vice President Bland, and Treasurer Johnson from the Southfield Board of Education in attendance with our superintendent. We are concerned about the current proposal or resolution to the Lakers School and would like to engage in a healthy dialogue with the Lakers Village Council regarding this matter. So that will be um, um actually oh, we have to figure out how to get them to, I'll give them opportunities in the meeting then for them to discuss it when that comes up. Okay. All right, and um, that's all I have for um, public comments. Anyone else have any council comments? I have council comments on um Our decision to hire three managers, three city administrators, and at the December 20th meeting, we voted to instill three temporary city administrators with an increase of salary of $48,000 each. It's been a month, and I don't think this experiment is working. I take full responsibility for my vote. However, I reconsidered, and I would like my fellow council members to reconsider as well. It's been a disaster at a heavy cost to the residents. We need to manage city spending and it should be our priority. I'll be honest, it's not an excuse, but for 10 full days prior to the meeting, I was battling a virus and it was not COVID, but I was debilitated. But I'm still recovering and I have since regained my voice and my sensibilities, literally and figuratively. I was never provided salaries nor previous duties and responsibilities for temporary administrators. Perhaps Mayor and Mayor Pro Tem were privy, but that information was never shared. I personally witnessed no improvement in any aspect of day-to-day business, but I have heard grumbling and exasperation from the added responsibilities, which I understand. It's imperative this body thoughtfully debate and reconsider the merits of a three-person Administrator, we need to make sound and practical decisions regarding our city matters and the excessive need and spending for three temporary managers, I think needs to be revisited and in my opinion rescinded. I propose that those interested in the position as one city manager, administrator, need to apply an interview with the council. The application must include a list of your previous duties and responsibilities and your salary and a reasonable request for compensation based on any added responsibilities. Once a temporary administrator is appointed, I will stand behind any decision or request made that will provide the best service for our residents. And it's nothing personal against three people, I just don't think three people managing the city is very beneficial to our residents. Or to this, what's been happening? So, can you give an example? What's disastrous? Because I'm I'm not really sure. Wait, who's running the show? I mean, who do you work who works for a company where you have three narratives or administrators?
3: I think we established that Pam was the point person for this administration.
1: So Pam is the point person for what? Like who do I go that's to? Your go, that's your that's the go-to nurse? person that you go to for city business. And Pam can determine from there who gets what. They each have a responsibility. But the the quarterback, let me get in my football thing, is Pam. And then she will hand off to Scott for us. And that's what I'm assuming. But you have an administrator. And she also said to us, hold on one second. She said to us um, early on, and I was here when this was going on. Mm Having her do her treasurer duty and the city manager is too much for her. And I'll leave her in the treasure position that I'm doing since February. Yeah.
6: So I, it was
1: I'm not, sorry, so sorry. It's, <laughs> it's not um, because of the request of the employee saying that she needed help, that's when we came up with the idea, which everyone agreed to, if I'm not mistaken, um, to have them all split <laughs> the duties for this. Now, one thing we can do is that we can make sure that we pick a search company tonight to make sure we move forward with finding a city manager, and then this will be, you know, a moot point. But um, having them apply, who would run the city while they're applying to be temporary? It's not a big application. It's just I'd like to do it. But like so I'm just, forward, I'm, like just asking, I'm asking. I don't know. I don't even know if they, anybody wants that response. So, mm-hmm. so what, because this is how I'm taking this, so please, you know, please, you do the clarity for me. Um, we remove them out of this position. We don't have a city manager, but we, we ask people to apply for the temporary position. While they're filling it out and getting time for all of us to come to a meeting, who's running the city? Just a meeting like this. Just, you know, no, 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 no. Okay. Right. What's the day to day operations of the city? We remove them from their place as an interim city manager. They're no longer the city manager. And now, whoever wants to fill out an application to become the interim, while we're going through that process, who's running the day to day operations? Well, I was, because I was sick and i always knew it, I thought the $48,000 was going to be split between them. I had no clue they were each getting $48,000. So that's not my 000. question just yet. My question, what, but my that question is, it. no, my question is, did we do it what you're proposing? And I'm truly trying to understand it. Who runs the day-to-day operations if we remove them out of their position? Well, who was running it before we did this? Oh, Cheryl Mitchell was, no. but she quit. So right. now, who was running it when she quit? The three of them. No, I was in. I oh, was you the were in place as assistant, and then you got yeah. you came and you told us it was Correct. too much, and so it was Pam. Right.
2: I guess. Can I ask the question a different way? Yeah. Sure. So. Cheryl Mitchell was working about 80 hours a week, if not more. Pam is working 60, 70 hours a week, 80 <laughs> yeah. hours a week. Pam probably okay. works okay. before, before, on the before, before, before the additional responsibilities.
6: No, I still work. Okay.
2: Yeah. Fine. So if we were to take and and Susie and Scott are also working, you know, they're not, they're not 40 hour a week people. So if we were to just say, all right, one of them be the city administrator. How are they going to do 160 hours worth of, of a week worth, worth of work in a week? I don't know how that. That's, that's not, uh, my, that's not, but that's not that, my that's not my question. That's not my question.
1: My question is, who will run the city, the day-to-day operations, if we remove them out of their place right now? a assistant city administrator. She's saying mm-hmm. she can't do it if she have the funds to hire more people or she could pay these two and give them responsibilities and we give them raises. So that's not making sense right now at all All because if you're removing them and she says she can't do it when you want them to fill out an application to see if they who was going to become the city um, manager or the interim city manager we need to have someone that's running the day-to-day operation. We're doing it right now we've given them that responsibility until we take it away from them and then we do it a different way. But if you guys are fine, I mean, we're obviously- is really trying to understand your logic. because I, I just don't... Because I've never been in business all the I've, I've never worked with three managers. There's always somebody in charge who appoints, who hires, who fires, who, I mean, it's, you just need to have a leader, one leader. I've never heard of whole leaders. I don't know. Maybe that's the new world. I don't know. I'm just well, saying, I'm I don't not... think this is working so well. I think that's a big expense. I personally think that, and this is my opinion, that I believe it, and we'll go through the, the search, and because um, it's only it's temporary, I think that if we have protocols and policies that are in place of, you know, the way that they're receiving information, it might not be as disastrous as what you're saying. Okay, because it, give me one second. Because one thing that the complaint that I got from each person is that there was too much coming at them from every council person. Where again, when we started, and I know you all don't like doing this, was to filter it through me so I could let them know who you know what needs to be done and help them prioritize. But because we don't like to do that, everything they felt attached from all these emails. So um, because we're we are all the boss of the city administrators, and just because there happens to be three, then that's three people that the city council, five you, people. You and Barb both sent yes. one person the same exact issue, which that? over, which about the Christmas tree.
6: Okay. We well, so, so,
1: okay. But the fact is, is that if you had sent it to one person, I would have been able to talk but, to him instead of being, mm-hmm. and I'm just giving voice to, and I'm, you know, no threat here, giving voice to why you might think it's disastrous and why they're feeling overwhelmed, because they're being attacked from every side, from every council person. And there was a procedure in place, not because one person is higher than the other or anything like that. It was just to have some processes in place so they won't feel overwhelmed. And right now, the letter that's in my packet, which I'm very disappointed to uh, read, and hear the background of it, we need Oh, um, you hadn't seen that previously before it was put out publicly and talking about you weren't a, weren't a decision maker now a decision maker in the putting that in the packet um i wasn't a decision maker to make put it in the packet i saw it but oh. if you want to put in the, i mean one thing we ran on transparency, transparency. so that's right. why it's in there so right. everybody knows what's going well, on i have okay I, okay well, so um we'll be posting point, some more pardon me we'll, we'll be including some others then send it to me and let's find out so uh well, i'm not, the, not comfortable with everything going through, I, 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 I i understand so, it so well yeah, it has to go to so, somebody that's the okay. that is so, working so, so Pam is that, in charge and she should be getting more money so the fact is Pam is that is and susie is when we get to the meeting we can all vote on whether or not we want to rescind it i think that we can just do a better um, procedures and how they get their thing um writing out exactly what they're responsible for and sending that out to all the council so then we'll have an exact idea of this goes to you know just have it written out you know right. i asked for um, that this seventh. So. well i apologize that you did not get it but that's what i'm asking for now so we'll take care of that but if we can put that together what each person is supposed to do and you include your email and you know your work cell phone number and just put that on a list to send out to the uh, council so they'll know exactly who to go to for what. Okay. Will that work? But I just have one really quick, quick question. What's the one position that really needs to be filled right now that's vacant? The city and manager. really help the three of them. The city manager. Well, let's just, well, that's going to be 120 days. Is there anything that can help them right now? No, city manager. Why well, am asking them, they're the administrators. What's the one position that would help you and alleviate some of this responsibility? And so they're not so tired and overworked and overwhelmed. A city administrator. I mean it's, it's, it's I'm not right, I'm not trying to 100%. be flippant. I'm but the mayor is very very correct. I mean a having okay having a, okay, so having a city administrator, administrator would be okay. What about I would say a city administrator because they help with the budget. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be doing the budget all by myself this year. If they are the finance director, of the city administrators the finance director, and not doing the budget. I'm doing all the um <coughs> Who's doing all of our taxes and all that right now, water bills and all that? I have Lennis doing water bills. Lennis is doing accounts payables. Melody does water bills and answers the counter. Um, Kelda answers the counter, does water bills. Um, I don't have anybody doing bank recs. I do all the bank recs. I came in on Martin Luther King Day, my day off. I came in. I worked from 9 o'clock in the morning to 7.30 at night. I've been here every night till 8 o'clock at night. We don't get an... Administrator for three months. Isn't there something we can do to help them out right now with like the windows, with accounting, with anything? That's what I'm saying. Well, they just gave you the information that you asked for. What was it that you need that-
7: so the to? They
1: just gave you the answer for it. I mean, there are other positions that do need to be filled. We need to fill the city clerk. We don't have yeah. somebody signed sign documents. I mean, we can extend a offer oh. to someone, right? right? So that's a move right. on. So, so we're look- waiting on that. But yeah. I mean, that's one position. We've on? lost um, the project manager for the DDA. That's adding more responsibility. Oh, that cool. That's adding more responsibility onto Susie because now that's her part. You know, So Susie's doing two and a half jobs. I'm doing two and a half jobs. You're doing two jobs, you know, so I mean, we're all doing multiple jobs and it's been like this for a while. I know it has, that's why saying it's nice to have a leader who can spread it out. Okay, is there any other um, council comments? Anything else? I know we're still working on the public uh, comments. Are we looking there? I have to, uh, um, so we're going to, are we going to, we're going to have to, I, I can't troubleshoot that um, for the study session yeah. I resume, I can't troubleshoot that. Can, we so don't. we need to log off of this yeah. one. Yeah. So and then, I'll break it
6: up here. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay, so then what I will entertain is to adjourn the um, study session, and um, this will give everybody a Five-minute uh, break. Stand up, and then we'll be right back.